0: right nope it doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try peloton bikes tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial venture x from capital one is the travel card for people always asking where next
1: Things about you, accusations we both know are wrong It's not true, what they say about you It's not true, what they say about you
2: And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis, I got my brother Quentin with me. Two boys, talking about two boys today, Q. You know?
3: (laughs) Couple uh, Texan boys talking about a couple
2: Norwegians. That's right. Boys, that is. Men. (laughs) <laughs> uh they're men so are we some some might say that we're men but yeah we're talking about kings of convenience today Th- there's no other voice pair of voices right those are unmistakable so if you're familiar with these guys you probably know who that was uh, who played us in as our intro or if you read the title of the episode you would know that we're talking about kings of convenience these guys have and will always have a special place in both of our hearts, uh, there's just something about what happens when these guys start harmonizing. Kind of like, uh, kind of like when we talked about uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash when these when those three voices got together. Right, magic happened.
3: It's on par with with Simon and Garfunkel, you know. Like, yeah, definitely once in a you know however many decades kind of pairing. Yeah. Um. And dude, we had to wait 12 years to hear these boys harmonize together again, and Man, does it feel great to hear some new tunes from them?
2: It's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where, um, it happened last year when, um, when Erland put out a new record or a new single under the "Widest Boy Alive banner, where you and I were like, dude, new track, Whitest Boy Alive, listen to it right the fuck now. Yeah. Right? Doesn't matter what you're doing, press play. Same thing happened earlier this year. We actually put it on, um, it was an intro for one of our What You Heard's. Uh, we played Rocky Trail, which is the single, one of the singles off this record. But yeah, it's a stop Stop what you're doing and and put on some headphones and push play because something special is about to happen. And anytime these guys make music together, something special happens.
3: Yeah. And, and this is not a... No joke here. I mean, I can think of maybe, I don't know, one other band, and I'm thinking Fleet Foxes, um, that moves me in a way that I'm, you know, damn near brought to tears when I hear them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, when when I heard Rocky Trail, dude, like, just that, you know, twelve years later, finally I get to hear new music from from my favorite folk pop duo, and yeah, dude, I just I got choked up, man. Yeah. Not because of the, you know, necessarily the. The lyrics you know or, or the content of the song but just their music it just moves me in that way
2: there's something about it yeah and um as one of the one of the top comments on youtube for the rocket trail video uh said that um just when the, the world needed them the most they returned right
3: yeah dude that's perfect
2: all right q before we get started um you and i did something a little bit different we uh guested is that the right term, Q? Guested. We were um we were guests on a podcast.
3: We got to do some guesting.
2: An indie music podcast is, is is what he labels it as. But uh we were we were guests on the Bend and Scoop Indie Music Podcast.
3: Yeah, we got to join Bob on his uh after show and just talk about music and vinyl and
2: it was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, we got to to chat about our um like our musical journey, you know. You and I have kind of a interesting journey because we took it together for the most part being twins, right? Right, right. But yeah, we got to talk about um, you know, growing up listening to our older brothers' grunge records, getting exposed to a bunch of different type of music from our radio DJ father, things that Hey, no spoilers, brother. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're a listener of this podcast, you already know all this stuff, but um, yeah, we got to share share a little bit about our um, musical upbringing as it it were and just chat about vinyl
3: yeah really really cool podcast the format's awesome uh it's basically like what i imagine would be like tuning into some pirate radio from like the 70s or 80s it's it's just a really cool like dj format uh music mixtape you know it's like a mixtape yeah
2: he kind of makes it feel like a wacky morning zoo type radio <laughs> program or something like that lots of uh background sound effects and audio clips from movies and stuff
3: yeah it's a lot of fun a lot of fun lots of good music too man
2: yeah so i was like if you if you like our monthly what you heard episodes that's kind of what every episode is for him you know he just brings a collection of music and then he has a couple of or probably just one guest usually uh but you know Q, you and I, we're we're a package deal. We're a package deal. Yeah, Yeah. Been that way for years, dude. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's, you know, since the womb, basically. Yep, since the womb. But yeah, uh, check it out. We are uh, episode 57. It's the latest episode right now. So check it out, bendandscoop.com. And um, yeah, all right. Let's get into this brand new Kings of Convenience record, Q. Let's do it. All right, so... We've actually done a couple of episodes on these guys, um, early episodes. so If you go back in our catalog, episode two, I believe, was Quiet as the New Loud. Was it episode two? Yeah. Wow. According to our notes, I'm looking at our notes from back then.
3: Well, yeah, dude. So that shit, man, those notes are all the way back to our like original plan, like before we even launched the podcast, because we ended up, going with uh right on an empty street and i don't think that was until like several episodes in yeah but then we dropped quiet as the new loud as a bonus episode
2: that's right so yeah we we've actually covered two of their records on this podcast we we did quiet as the new loud which is their debut record and the next one that came out after that right on an empty street so uh some of this you may have heard if you if you've actually gone back and listened to those episodes but you know, we're gonna revisit Let's some of the that cliff stuff. Let's the notes. Yeah, Let's here's the cliff here's notes basically notes. all you need to know, right, about these guys, right? Their names are Erland Oya and Eric Glenbeck Bo. Is that right, Q? Did I do that right? That's was beautiful. Dude. Okay, perfect. Um, both born in seventy five, they've known each other for a long time, and um, you know, basically, they both started playing guitar and became friends. Through that similar interest in music. And so they formed a band called Skog at age 20. Oh man, I forgot already about them, dude. They're great. And there's an EP that you can find out there. Came out in 96 called Tom Tid's Tale. Tom Tid's Tale. Something like that. But anyway, what they what they um, basically a few years later, they just wanted to be a duo. So this band, Skog, it was them and a couple other guys probably, right? This, the typical band structure. But they just wanted to trim the fat basically and just be a duo, right?
3: They just wanted to write pretty music.
2: Yeah, basically, uh, here's Ireland. Here's a quote from Ireland. Um, he says, we, we used to be in a rock band called Skog, but I was getting sick of all the songs going from quiet to loud. I started wondering whether they could go from quiet to even quieter. Love it. Where the quiet bit is the most intense bit of the song, which is really interesting to think about.
3: And I love that he takes that and their first album, he calls it Quiet is the New Loud. Dude. Yeah, it's great. It's I right? love it.
2: And yeah, another thing that, and I think we, I remember talking about this when we when we did an episode on them in the past, because this quote always stood with me. Basically, Aaron said the reason that they wanted to make music like this was because they wanted to hear more of it. So, early 2000s or whatever, when they were doing this kind of stuff, there there was no new Simon and Garfunkel sounding music or, or Crosby, Steeles, Nash, all that kind of folk stuff from the 60s.
3: Oh, that was the garage rock revival period, dude.
2: Yeah. So, they wanted to be the antithesis to the loud garage rock and grunge music that just came out of the 90s. and So, they started making this folk pop type stuff, which was, you know... There was a dime a dozen bands like this out there, right? But these guys really do stand out among the rest because of what happens when when their voices come together. And I feel like they always threw kind of a bossa nova flair mm-hmm. on their music as well, which which I think you'll hear some of that in, in, in our tracks from today as well.
3: And I wanted to say too, like, because I think we've used this term before and I don't remember, you know, it may have just been one random article that I read that that referenced it in this way, but that period of music around the time that they burst on the scene, that's considered the you know quiet is the new loud genre, right? Yeah, and I don't remember where I read that, but it, you know, there's like I guess you could put clientele in there.
2: Yes, you could put clientele in there. You could put bands like Matt pompier PA, yeah, which is kind of an obscure band. Um, but yeah, even, you know, if you wanted to go Peter to the Peter, Bjorn, extreme, and John. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of bands putting out music like this. But again, the, these guys were, were something special. And I think it's because of, of how they approached it, right? Two singers, right? Really quiet. I mean, they they took it to the, the, the most literally, I feel like. Quiet is the new loud. Especially when you listen to that album, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're both incredible guitar players, too. I think their their actual music that they wrote was also exceptional. You know what I mean? The actual melodies and stuff stand out as well. There's some jazz elements to it. Like I said, Bossa Nova. And they brought in Feist too. So they had that in their pocket. They had Feist uh, join them on the second record and also this new record. So we're actually going to play one of the Feist tracks today, which is probably one of the best tracks on the record, actually, this new record. All right, so yeah, let's just um enough talking. Let's let's play our first track here and then uh we will we'll keep chatting about this here. But um one thing to note, like we said, it is two different singers and sometimes they'll harmonize throughout the entire song. Sometimes it'll be one or the other. This first song that we're playing is called Angel and it I think almost entire like I don't know if if Erland even shows up on this track i think it's just Irik. there might be some harmonizing
3: but i think we've got a good mix of 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 the two of them uh with their songwriting cuz you can tell when it's when it's one versus the other um i almost feel like Eirik's almost like the more like george harrison or the john lennon of the group and Erland's more like paul mccartney yes absolutely <laughs> dude
2: that's a good call all right let's start here uh like i said this is primarily Iric that you're going to be going to be hearing here Uh, But yeah, this song is called Angel.
3: recordings are just so perfect man
2: yeah you want to talk about music that you have to listen to with good headphones
3: you close your eyes and you are in that room with
2: absolutely that's
3: what i love about their music dude
2: yeah um that is definitely something worth talking about is the quality of the production you know what i mean
3: yeah so dude i actually read an interview uh with both of them actually, but Erlen's the one who, who who's speaking mostly throughout this. But I'll link to it somewhere. We don't really have notes anymore on a website, but it's a great interview from Under the Radar Mag or Magazine dot uh, com. Yeah, so that's a big thing for them, even to the point that they will take however long to, until they feel comfortable with how the music sounds in a recording. They actually were going to drop this album. They actually did start recording in 2016, dude, for this album.
2: Oh, man. Okay.
3: Yeah. So they, they had this plan back in 2015. They got they came back together, had some new songs. They thought it'd be a, a cool idea to go on tour and workshop unfinished songs on tour and then come back and record. it. That's them.
2: exactly what they did. Before um, For, yeah. Declaration of Dependence. Yep. Because we used to, we, we found those old YouTube videos of them playing songs we had never heard before. And that was like amazing.
3: But then he says here the live experience is very different. You're playing in a big hall with 500, maybe 1,000 seats. Then you go into a small studio to try to record and it sounds very different. It wasn't easy to make amazing results. So it just sounded totally different. Like, to the point that they didn't even like what they were hearing. And I get that, dude. It sounds totally different when you're playing in a huge hall. So, you know, they just weren't happy with it.
2: Yeah, that's interesting because, like, there is something to be said about the recording space. You know, like, not every studio is going to sound the same. Uh, I don't know if you've watched that documentary about um, the studios uh, in California called Sound City Studios. There's a documentary about it. Um is, that, is Dave Grohl the one that
3: does that documentary? Yeah. he
2: And he, you know, the thing about Dave Grohl is he, he purchased like the soundboard or something like that from, yeah. from the studio because it was closing down and he moved it into his home studio and brought in a bunch of artists who had previously recorded albums in that studio to record a, like a collaboration album like Tom Petty. I think even uh, McCartney shows up. In there. But anyway, they're all talking, but basically they're all talking about how like there is something magical about this particular studio. Like music sounds a certain way in this particular studio. So like, yeah, if you're to go back to Keynes and Convenience, if if they're saying that like they're workshopping these songs on tour or like just, you know, between the two of them, and then they get into the recording. Booth, and it just sounds completely different. It
3: just, yeah, and and it feels different. Yeah, it's just not what they wanted. You can't
2: recreate the magic, you know. You have to, yeah, find a space where it can really like shine, you know. Yeah, so
3: they continued working on it through 2016, and then there were some personal problems between them. Erlen's mom died, Irik had some love problems, that's how he put it. Things just weren't going as planned, so they just got tired of the material, and then more just you know life got in the way yeah so five years later we finally have something that they could be happy with you know and and something they were excited about sharing with their their fans and man i dude i love that this song
2: yeah and, and this song in particular it sounds a lot like right on an empty street era kings of convenience or at least mm-hmm. iric like it this sounds like a song that could have been on right on an empty street Although, you know, like collectively, I feel like their music has a very distinct... It's, it's not like they changed drastically from record to record. But Declaration of Dependence had a certain sound to it, I feel like. And Right on an Empty Street has a certain sound to it. And I feel like this song fits more on Riot than than Declaration. But, um, yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about, since I just named two record, the, the the names of two of these records, there's a couple of themes, I feel like, that always come through with Kings of Convenience as far as like the names of the records and then something that appears on just about every record cover it's always like this uh these two like almost like an oxymoron type thing right like think about the names of the all the records quiet is the new loud right we talked about that earlier how that's like that's kind of like the dichotomy complete opposite yeah yeah riot on an empty street right you can't have a riot on an empty street. I mean, yeah, you, I guess I guess it's got to start somewhere, okay? <laughs> and then declaration of dependence, right? Instead of declaration of independence, and then finally peace or love, right? Usually, it's peace, peace and love, and love. But they're basically yeah. saying you have to. It seems to me like you have to choose peace or love because in love there isn't always peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of the music on this record is about both the joys and like the and the. Pain and stuff that comes with love. You know what I mean? That's what this record's about, basically. Yeah,
3: a lot of their music is is you know just about heartache and and relationship troubles.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we're not actually gonna play this this song, but um, this is I think the lyrics in the track "Love Is a Lonely Thing," which features Feist. Um, the way that it ends. Yeah, basically, they're talking about like the 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 way that this song is structured. It's kind of like talks about a, 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 a sort of a rocky relationship, but like you know the trials and tribulations that comes with love, and it closes with like love is pain and suffering. Love can be a lonely thing. Once you've known that magic, though, who can live without it? Ain't that the truth, man? But that's great, and I think that's kind of a theme of this record. So yeah, all right. Let's let's pick up where we left off here. Actually, we're gonna jump to a new track, and you know, unfortunately, our next track also features primarily Iric, So um, we could mix it up a little bit. We like to play the the tracks in order of the um, the record, but maybe we could jump. And play Washing Machine next? Yeah,
3: let's do that. Washing Machine is a little bit more playful, too. It's the Paul McCartney song on the, yeah. on the record. absolutely.
2: <laughs> exactly. All right, so this is the very last track on the record. Can
3: I just say, dude, I love their back and forth and their harmonizing on this one. Just yeah, throwing that up. It is.
2: It's great. I love it. And, and the lyrics are fun, too. All right, again, this is called Washing Machine.
1: Inside your washing machine Hung myself out to try To regain some of my self-esteem more wise now than I was when I was 21 It's true I've less time now than I had when I was 21 I feel, feel so, so vulnerable,
3: vulnerable when you, you are not around You have so much power Dude, their songs just feel so effortless yeah you know yeah and that's and so going back to what what i learned from this interview here life just got in the way you know back in 2016 when they were trying to record it so it just didn't happen and that's that's something that i really appreciate about them like they're not going to go under a, a studio and 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 say like all right we we have to get this done and we have to put it out you know at this certain time
2: they're going to take their time with it and make it sound right. They're going
3: to take their time. And there's a great quote here from Ireland. He says, um, and this, dude, this sums up. Anytime I hear a Kings of Convenience song, listen to one of their albums. Like this quote here, it's, it just sums it up perfectly, dude. He says, music is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun to be in a band. It's something you should envy. Recording should sound easy. If it doesn't sound easy you have to wait until you have an easy feeling in your body
2: yeah that's perfect it's
3: yeah dude so like with that quote i'm thinking of like them in the studio in 2015 and 2016 just trying to get these songs out and recording it and you know it probably just felt hard it probably felt like more of a chore so they said you know what's another five years you know let's 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 do this again when it just when it when I when we have like a good feeling in our body, and that's dude and that's like them respecting their fans too. You know, they're not gonna record, they're not gonna put something out that that they're not proud of and that yeah. they didn't have fun recording, and dude. And you can hear them having fun in these recordings,
2: yeah, absolutely. And that's I think that's a key ingredient to what makes it so enjoyable to listen to these guys is that you can feel. The fun that they're having, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, you can feel the relationship that they have with each other as friends, you know, yeah. longtime friends and musicians that have been playing together for decades.
2: Absolutely. Um, one more thing I wanted to point out about the record covers, Q, because I, 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 I noticed it and I went back and, and looked back at the last three records, at least. It didn't happen on the first record, but there is a chessboard on every record. Oh, shit, dude. And it's so obvious when you when you look. Well, actually, they kind of make it hard to see on Declaration of Dependence. But right there, they're playing chess. They're playing chess here. There's a chessboard there. And then obviously, very prominently, they're playing chess. So not on quiet, though. You
3: can't not see it. Not on
2: them. quiet. I, I looked. I even looked on the back cover of it to see. So they decided to throw in a chessboard. And maybe that's just the way that maybe they view their dynamic i don't know because i was trying to i'm trying to think for like themes or maybe it's just like yeah maybe it's the the idea of like these dichotomies that they sing about like peace love decoration independence it's like a chess game i don't know i'm looking for meaning and stuff but like it's obvious they're doing it for it for a reason right i mean that's not a coincidence <laughs> obviously and then dude get this man something i noticed on the cover of "Ride on an empty street Erland oya has no shoes on and he's got brown socks He's got no shoes on with brown socks, on this new record. Again, dude, not a coincidence.
3: <laughs> dude, you're really digging deep. Are you gonna Are you gonna get one of these records and spin it backwards and see if there's any messages on it? Maybe. You should. But um, I don't
2: know what that what that's supposed to mean.
3: But it's cool. Well, it's cool to think that they that they're pointing back to their old records, uh, their old album covers, and maybe you, maybe they just like playing chess together. Maybe that's just something they've done. Since they were kids, and they just thought it'd be cool to, you know, once once they decided to put a chessboard in declaration of dependence, they're probably like, yeah, we gotta let's just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. I really like this album cover. The new one's really cool. It like, is really cool. Uh, Very minimal. The bird's eye view, looking straight down at them. It's, dude. I mean, I'm looking. It's so obvious now. Yin and Yang, my friend.
2: Look at mm. it. Mm-hmm. The
3: way their legs yeah, are. Yeah, dude.
2: Out. Peace or love. Hello, peace. Peace sign. Oh
3: my. Dude, God.
2: Dude, amazing. Uh, anyway, let's take a quick break. All right, let's let's move along here. So we have another track here. We got two more tracks for you. We're gonna end with the banger, dude. We're gonna end with Catholic Country featuring Feist, but not yet. If you're a fan of Feist, you're gonna love this this track.
3: Who is, dude, it's. I think it's hard to not like Feist. That's true. Seriously, who dude, doesn't she, like Feist? She's always great. What's next, brother?
2: All right, we're gonna play uh track seven. It's called Killers, and this is a very another very intimate IRIC song. And man, this is this is a great. I'm gonna use the word now. Q.
3: hypnagogic pop.
2: <laughs> Definitely not hypnagogic. <laughs> Although. Are you going to say haunting? Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say haunting. This is a very haunting dude, song.
3: It's it, If it's not haunting, it's hypnagogic pop. Yeah. You know, like as far as the buzzwords on this podcast. Yeah, dude.
2: And I agree. It's haunting. It is. It really is. All right. Here we go. This is called Killers.
1: What happened to me is not up to me.
3: That might be my favorite IREC song, dude, going all the way back to 2001. Yeah, dude. It's just beautiful. Beautiful. It really is. You can hear like the quivering in his voice. Like, this is a really powerful song for him. You know, you can feel it.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen to some of these lyrics, man. It's talking about um, killers. Won't you come here and kill some time? I've been sentenced to wait here for hours and days. Till when maybe she will be mine. The lies that you made up to hide your crime. I could have just sung, tell myself you would come in a more reassuring tone. So there you go, dude. He's, he's, being, he's being played like like the fiddle that they sometimes feature in their songs, Cue. Oh man, the, the, the way that he closes the song too, we didn't get to hear it, but it's just worth mentioning, obviously, that you got to listen to an entire track. And you got to listen to the entire album because sometimes they will close a song with something really different and, and special. They'll, they'll have a line that they close on in a way that really like ties it all together in a, and it has like a gut punch. This song has one of those moments where it just ends on this like beautiful, like close, you know, but anyway, beautiful song. He's such a great singer
3: his song structures are, are just something else, dude. His
2: voice, man. His voice, too. Gets me every time.
3: Uh, I can't remember exactly. I'll, I'll never find the interview again. But when we featured Rocky Trail, we quoted Erlin saying um, something along the lines of, and, and he was referencing Rocky Trail. Uh, you know, it's just another great Irish track that, you know, it's a pop song, but the way it's structured is just slightly Different than than the usual song structure. He is he is such a phenomenal songwriter, dude.
2: Yeah, I know that he has a side project that he did, but I don't know if I mean if he has. I've never stumbled upon it. If he's put anything out solo, you know. We, I mean, Ireland has his has his fingers on a lot of stuff. Like he's got solo stuff he's done. He produces records. He has White Boy Alive, right? But I don't think Irik ever puts himself out there. But uh, anyway. All right, Q, we're going to close it with probably one of the best songs on the record. And this song features Feist. And let's just play it. This is called Catholic Country.
1: My feet to the ceiling to get the blood flowing. The more pain I'm feeling, the more I know.
3: dude so you you can just hear their enjoyment and coming together and recording a song it's you just feel the love dude
2: and feist is always amazing man it's such a perfect match feist and these two guys you know what i mean yep it's perfect you know and you know there's things that happen in this song i don't think we heard a piano in any of the other tracks but
3: this one's definitely more lively
2: yeah so, there's a piano that kind of jumps in every once in a while. And that's kind of a, again, kind of a throwback to Riot. I don't know if they did pianos in Declaration, but I know they had pianos in Riot on an empty street. So, and Feist coming back. I don't know if Feist is on that piano. Maybe that's what it is. But, um, oh, yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? But anyway, another great, great lyrics again. Like, I don't remember. Do you remember this quote, Cube? But um, they were talking about why they write their songs uh, in English. Because, you know, they're from Norway.
3: I think they said something along the lines of, um, like, they can express their feelings a little bit easier with the English language.
2: Yeah, it's sim- simpler. Like,
3: there's some things that are kind of lost in the Norwegian language, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I might be off. Uh, but, hey, just go back and listen to, to our previous episodes on Kings, because we quote them properly on that. True.
2: And I think we even played some clips of them talking to an audience or something like that i remember yeah we, we played some some clips from a live show i believe but yeah go back and listen to those episodes
3: and actually hop onto our twitter account uh, we've got direct links to those uh episodes yeah can you tell that we're just two two huge kings of convenience fans i feel like this might be a bore for people that aren't as intimate with them as we are i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to fleet foxes because they are one of the only other bands that does this to me yeah but i do feel like an intimate connection with their music yeah and that goes for robin Pecknold, you know fleet foxes
2: as well and maybe that's just like you know when we were introduced to these guys we were in high school you know um i think the first time we heard their music was in mexico oddly enough it was on like MTV Two or something like that, and it was the music video for "Misread," uh, which was on Ride on an Empty Street." I remember,
3: I can see it in my head, dude. I remember, yeah, I know
2: the, I know the. Video I remember too. watching it on the TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a great song too.
3: So, Ride on an Empty Street" was our introduction to Kings of Convenience. So, Travis, um, something I just read from this interview that, um. I you know, I would have never in a million years guessed this, but and I can't believe I'm gonna reference Pecknold again, but same thing happened with Robin over the years when he goes back and listens to Fleet Fox's self-titled. Um, it's basically unlistenable to him. He doesn't like the way it was recorded. Hmm. Same goes for Riot with Erland. Really? Um, yeah. So he says here. I love that. Uh, so right on an empty street was a rushed record, and I think you can hear it quite well in the mastering of the record. That's
2: something else, dude. Because I, I've always thought that this record sounded amazing. I guess that just speaks to my ignorance. Then,
3: well, here's I'm going to keep reading here. So this is um, interesting. He says uh, that might be hard to understand the mastering or mixing, but <laughs> mastering or mixing, but it really changed in that last week when we heard oh we just have to get it mastered uh, so they felt rushed a completely hmm. changed character uh, he says that's also why I think that album is very popular and did very well because it was very pushed hmm. but when I listen now I find it hard to listen to I know it sounds a lot softer than that the breathing of the compression is pretty crazy so let me so these guys
2: are perfectionists like we said
3: yeah so let me, let me read on here because this this kind of ties it all back dude He says, so on Declaration of Dependence, we took a bit more time and the end result is much better. That recording sounds very good, I think, but it just depends. I love this part here, dude. Which ears are you using? I'm using the ears of someone who is consciously deciding to listen to music in their home. If you're talking about radio or playing or or being played in cafes, the other version could really work. Yeah. So he's saying Riot did really well. Uh, and it's really popular because
2: because it was rushed by if, the label. If it's gonna
3: be, well, no, because if it's gonna be a song that's played on the radio or, or you know, just yeah. played in a cafe, doesn't really matter if if the mastering and mixing wasn't to your liking, right? But for someone, and we're the same kind of people, Trev. Mm-hmm. We have ears of someone who is deciding consciously to sit down and listen to music in our home, yeah. So,
2: but the thing is, I, I. I do think riot sounds great.
3: But Erland knew how it sounded before they had to rush at the end and master it. And so he's saying right. that it, it, it sounded a lot softer before they had to rush to finish the master okay. exit. So he okay. yeah. so it kinda got lost in the way that it was compressed and, and mastered.
2: Well, I will say when you when you when you pull up Declaration of Dependence and hit play, track one sounds amazing. And that's twenty four, right. twenty five. Oh man, it sounds great. But it did, let me tell you, what I heard from that was that it was rushed by their label. If they're like, all right, we just got to get this mastered. And it, it feels to me like, especially when Riot came out, uh, probably a lot of record labels were trying to put out records like this because there was a a sudden interest again in this kind of folky stuff. So that's interesting. And, and like they said, this was probably their most popular record uh, to date. And that's probably because of the time that it came out. People wanted this kind of stuff again. Or for the first time, or in a while, at least, and then that maybe is why it was rushed. You know,
3: I don't think we're ever going to hear another recording from these guys that that they're not as much in love with the way it sounds as you know someone who's consciously listening to it. Good. Like I, I don't think he's ever going to be disappointed again. They're going to make sure of it.
2: Yeah, and like we said earlier, we had to wait twelve years for this record, but that's you know that's good. I, I'll wait however long they need. To, to, to get it perfect in their minds. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So I've actually, dude, I got one last quote that kind of wraps it up nicely. Um, when it comes to certain bands releasing records that don't sound that great. Um, basically, er- Erlen's saying, we're never going to do this to our fans. He says, um, certain bands, and I won't name names, would put out records that weren't good and that caused me to lose my faith in the band. It's serious if you at some point get really disappointed. For example, there are bands who are on very bad record deals and they do a record just to get out of the deal. Strokes. <laughs> he says you can't do that because as a fan, I don't know that. I'm just listening to a bad record. So that's that's interesting, man. Like yeah. they're just like, well, we only have one more record to do in this contract let's just knock out a you know so we can just knock out it out
2: get out of the record deal
3: i don't care if it's shitty we need to get out of this contract yeah i feel so, like that's
2: right all the strokes man yeah it wasn't there a lot of there was a lot of um a lot to be said around their last record and all the imagery and stuff remember it had the rca logo very prominent like they were kind of i think they they had a lot of digs like that at the label right you know what i
3: mean so anyway so yeah, I I like that is just saying like, you know, as a fan, you don't necessarily know the reasons why a record from one of your favorite bands is terrible. If it's going to take another 5 years, you know, cuz they started doing this this process back in 2016 for Peace or Love. If it's going to take another 5 years, that's okay because, you know, we want to release a record and record a record when it's fun and when it's when it feels easy. And that's when you're going to get these awesome songs you know i love dude i'll wait another 12 years
2: man that's what i'm saying yeah and you know these guys are going to put out more i i have faith that these guys will will make music together for as long as they can you know what i mean yeah. and that just fills me with all sorts of like joy dude to know that i'm going to be i'm going to be enjoying music from these guys again somewhere down the road you know what i mean and it's going to be just as amazing when i hit play as it was you know maybe a month or two ago when we when we heard rocky trail You know what I mean? Yeah. But these guys are something else, man.
3: Yeah. So I recommend for, you know, so for people that aren't as intimate with this band as we are, I think it is worth going to find one of those, you know, full discography playlists. Now, I will say there is a remix record that they released in 2001. That's not going to be a representation of how their music sounds. So if you can find a playlist with all of their albums minus the remix album, Give it a shuffle, their music just. It, I don't, you know, if it's if it's been twenty years, if it's been five between recordings and between songs, I think all their music together is just. It's worth listening to, even if it's shuffled through their whole career.
2: Well, yeah, and it's it's worth noting, Q, that their first record. Came out in 2001. So it it's a 20-year... It's been 20 years, yeah. Relationship that they've had as, as far as... Actually, they've known each other for longer than that. But I mean, they're Kings of Convenience, um, th- that name, and them putting out music together as Kings of Convenience has been happening for 20 years, which is great. Yeah, that's cool.
3: Nothing but love for these boys. Yeah, just so happy to hear new music from them.
2: Yeah, uh, again, it, it's, it's a... Um, Stop everything you're doing and push play whenever they put out something new. And by they, I mean anything that they do. Actually, you know what? We didn't even talk about this, Q. Uh, we, we um, I mean, who, I guess you would call it Ireland, right? And one of the other members of whitest widest Boy Alive put out that live record last year that we talked about a little bit.
3: Oh, the, yeah, the quarantine at Algonza. Yeah, quarantine at right. Yeah, so you may have heard something from them and didn't realize it if you didn't remember... The name Ireland being tied to that record. So yeah, but, yeah. If, you're,
2: if you're a fan of of these guys like we are, it's been a pretty good year, last year and this year as far as like being able to hear new music from them. Because we heard a new Wide Explorer Live single, we had a live record from Ireland, and now we have a, a new Kings of Convenience record. So now I'm just gonna wait for the the full length Wide to Live to release because they must, you know, that's it's what It's gonna they, be so great, man. That's what they got together to do is record that record, and that's when. The, locks, the lockdowns happened and
3: they got stuck at
2: El Gonzo. Yeah, not all hotel. the band members showed up. So they just decided to, you know. That's,
3: what a magical yeah, musical moment. Right, dude.
2: exactly. That's, I think, how we framed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> magical moments in music. That's how we ended uh, each episode of um, our 2020 countdown last year. But anyway, um, so that's that. That's our, that's our look at Peace or Love, the brand new Kings of Convenience record. It's pretty brand spanking new dude i think it came out last week at least at the time of this recording so typically we don't do brand new records that are hot off the presses like this one dude but um and isn't that funny
3: dude with all the times that i've mentioned fleet foxes that's the only other band that we've covered a brand new album on and that was when they dropped shore last year
2: oh, what a great record yeah again that's i think that's the last time we did it was for fleet foxes so, yep. yeah there are certain certain bands that, that that we'll probably do this for where we immediately cover a brand new record from them hopefully we don't get shut down for playing somewhat lengthy clips of these new tracks but you know what i feel like Alan and Irick would understand you know whereas apparently kevin parker from tame Impala paula did not
3: it was not him dude i promise you <laughs> that it was spotify <laughs> yeah, had nothing and to do with it. uh the australian branch of whatever i forgot what record label it was but yeah <laughs> water under the bridge exactly it's only taken down on spotify dude no one knows what we're talking about I
2: I thought we talked about it a little bit. We did. Anyway, so yeah, that's it. Next week, have we talked about what we're doing next week? Because you want to talk about a 180. (laughs) That's going to be a 180. Yeah. But this was, hey, you know what? Let's give another shout out to Ronnie because this was her
3: idea for our next episode. Stroke of genius, dude. And Ronnie's our new new Twitter uh, social media guru. She just joined the pod. Uh, She's one of our dear listeners and she's kind of just kind of helping us out with the social media stuff and we were going through our our episode ideas for the next few weeks and uh we realized that next week's episode is if you don't count the episode 0 our 182nd episode uh and we have yet to cover blink-182's self-titled record all three of our favorites i believe she said it was her favorite as well Blink record. So let's do it, dude. It's
2: the perfect time. Yeah. I mean, we want to talk about perfect timing, dude. Episode 182. Um, What better band to talk about?
3: And honestly, dude, I just, and I want to say this right now. I just want to, you know, push out good vibes and and love for Mark because he's
2: he's battling cancer. Did you know that? Yes, I did read that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gave specifics on the type of cancer, but he started chemo. Um. so yeah all the love to, to him man uh, we hope he uh, pulls through all that yeah and this is our way to
3: do it let's let's give blink some love and let's talk about our favorite record from the boys yeah absolutely so that's next week that's gonna be a blast dude what an album i haven't listened to it in a really long time but man there's a lot of
2: great stuff you want to talk about perhaps and maybe we can look into this, but that could be an example of a band that had a contract with a label, and that's why they kept putting out music, or they just needed to make more money at some point. Because there had been a long, a long time between the self-titled and whatever one came out after that. Well, and from what we learned about Boxcar Racer and this kind of stuff
3: that was going on within the group around that time, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. They, they, yeah. Who knows, dude? We're gonna find out. Let's do some. Let's do some research, because that is a huge departure from their first two records as far as sound goes like it's like blink 182 grew up and released the self-titled yeah yeah and
2: and you know i'm probably not the only blink fan who wishes that that's what they ended on cuz i haven't really been a fan of what else they put out me neither i kind of gave up after because that because the qual- the bar was so high for that record you know they did such a great job with it anyway we'll talk about that next week uh so yeah uh, like we mentioned earlier, follow us on Twitter. We're trying to be more active on there. We've got some help from uh, Ronnie, our good friend. And, uh, you know, uh, she's more than a friend. Q. She is family. She's part of the No Filler family. That's right. At No Filler Podcast, reach out to us. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about next. Uh, if you've been listening to a band or a song in particular, that you're like, man, I just fucking love this band or this song. Tweet the song at us, and maybe we'll feature it on our next What's Your Your Heard episode. Uh, You can also get in touch with us through the website, nofillerpodcast.com. The website itself is a little bit outdated, but there is a contact form on there that you can, you know, if you want to send us a a lengthy message, that might be the place to do it. Uh, But yeah, that's nofillerpodcast.com. And of course, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, That is the Podcast Network for Music Lovers, Q. Plenty of great music-related podcast content on that network. Our show is one of those shows, Q. But yeah, do you like music? I bet you do because you're listening to this podcast. Go check out more shows in our network. There is something for everyone. That's PantheonPodcast.com. And uh, we'd also like to thank AKG for sponsoring the network. That's AKG audio. What more do you need to know? That's it, really.
3: Well, we got an outro lined up, so I'm going to tee this puppy up, dude.
2: That's true. We do, we we have a killer outro. Key,
3: what are we doing? We mentioned there's a remix album that Geeks of Convenience released way back in 2001, so 20 years ago, called Verses, and it's nothing but songs from Quiet Is the New Loud, except for there is one uh, collaboration on here uh so it's an original song for the verses album it's called gold for the price of silver i believe it's mainly iric and uh it's a collaboration with an artist called erot erot i don't know how to say it it's it's one word e-r-o-t i can't find anything on this artist dude i don't know if it's the if this person provided the music you know like the instrumentation or what but Not a lot of uh, info on this uh, artist that they collaborated with, but really great song. Probably my favorite. I mean, other than the remixes, you know, it's a great Kings of Convenience song. So we're going to fade us out with that one. So this is, we're going back 20 years here. Just another solid Kings of Convenience track. And that's going to close us out. Next week, we'll be shouting at you with some Blink-182 and they're self-titled. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name's Quentin.
2: My name is Travis.
3: Y'all take care. 92%